Owners of a direct care practice are more likely to experience higher job satisfaction than the insurance-based practice, and it's no wonder why. Direct care is independent of insurance. Patients pay the doctor directly for their expertise. The doctor gets full autonomy in how they care for patients and how they get paid. We've chosen this path for the love of medicine. This is the direct care way. By listening to this podcast, you may even start to believe that you too can have a successful direct care practice. Come listen with an open mind as I share my personal journey on how I pivoted from an insurance-based practice to direct care right in the middle of the pandemic and the valuable lessons along the way. This podcast may be the very thing you need to revitalize your medical practice. I'm your host, owner of a direct care podiatry practice, Dr. T. Nguyen. How do you stay on track? Good question. When you're a business owner, you've got a lot going on. Not only do you have to work on maintaining your license and staying up to date on medical education advancements and so on to take care of your patients, you got to think about the business, learning how to market, getting new patients in, creating relationships with existing patients, making sure they come back and spread the referral, all the things. And, you know, it's that is just the business on its own and then you've got a life outside of your practice maybe you have family children parents you take care of uh, hobbies that you want to enjoy you know you're here to live a life that is not consumed with just work and it's like how do we balance it all and i'm here to tell you that there's there's something we gotta really just address right away and i think a lot of us kind of fall into the idea that we got our degrees to get a job and that was it. You know, you you go to work, make the money, and and then you retire, right? We do that for decades and decades and decades. But I think something had clicked in me in the past year, and that is the expectation that we are linear, in which we know that we're not. We're very dynamic. We can easily change our mind if we don't like something. Uh, we don't have to be defined by our profession. So there are there is this overtone of what's expected of us. And then when we don't meet those expectations that are placed onto us, then we have this deep level of disappointment. And I want to share something about myself that maybe you'll resonate with. I am somebody who likes to do a lot of things all the time. I've tried very hard to stay focused on one thing and I just can never find myself to do that. And this traces back to who I am all the way back to when I was a kid, back in podiatry school, um, even in residency and in fellowship. I always wanted to do more because I just really enjoy learning. I thrive with mental challenges, with intellectual stimulation. And if I get stuck in a situation where either I feel like I'm not enjoying it, I'm not personally thriving or growing, then I totally disengage and I found myself kind of creating my own mess because of that. And there was a word that I just learned more recently that made me who I am much more acceptable to myself. And that is, I'm somebody with multi-passion. I'm a multi-passionate person, so my life does not revolve around being a podiatrist. Although that's how I thought my life was going to look like, we commit so much time to our craft and we are constantly told that in order to excel in what you do, that's all you have to focus on, you know, the one thing. 
And to some extent, I agree with that mentality, that ultra focus to become an expert because I want to become an expert at the things that I do. But I also know that once I get to the point where it's kind of, if that was it for me, then you know I don't enjoy what I'm doing anymore. So if you're somebody who just find yourself buried in multiple projects, either they're incomplete or you just kind of thrive in doing more than one thing, like welcome to my club because my brain just needs that constant stimulation, you know, and that could be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. So I'll share with you what the good thing about that is. The good thing is you have a very creative brain, which means when you encounter a problem, because you have multiple passions, you can integrate them and solve problems a little bit faster. You can see things from a bigger point of view rather than tunnel vision. So I think that's our advantage. But the disadvantage is that because we do lose focus, we lose discipline, which also means that we water down the things that we should probably be focusing on. So instead of focusing on the one path to get you to where you need to be, you've got five different projects that are spreading you thin and that's okay. I truly think that that's okay and that is acceptable and normal to be, that state of being where you just got a lot of things going on. And now that we're learning more about folks who have ADHD and they're open to speaking about how their brain works and how their brain works differently from somebody who is able to maintain focus more linearly, that doesn't make either parties right or wrong. It's just how we were created and how we function in the world. Now, I don't think I have ADHD, not that I've ever gone to a doctor to get diagnosed, but I do really engage in the world that I have by doing multiple things. I have my private practice. I have my coaching program, which they kind of align with each other. You know, I created a practice that worked really well for me, and I want to share that with people who are interested in opting out of insurance. And so with my practice, it just kind of came naturally to help other doctors create the the same kind of practice too for them, right? Like how to opt out. But then I also have a life outside of those two businesses. You know, I'm a mother to a five-year-old and I'm, I want to be engaged with her because as many of us do, we live vicariously through our children and I want to create a life for her that I didn't have, that I crave. I, I had wished that I had more emotionally available parents, but you know, of somebody with an Asian descent, that wasn't really a cultural thing for us. So it wasn't really normal to have parents who were emotionally engaged with our rearing. They did what they could with what they had, and I'm grateful for that. But I wanted to give my daughter a different experience. And so I volunteer at her school once a week just so that I can spend time with her while she's at school and so she can see what it means to be a community helper outside of my work. So I obviously put that onto myself, but that's that's what I enjoy because the big picture is I'm more than my profession. I am a mother. I am a wife. I am someone who's engaged in the community. And, you know, and then on top of all that, I need to find time for myself to just not do stuff. And I don't think we've gotten to a point where normalizing not doing stuff is appropriate, but I think we're getting there. We're starting to value what it means to pause. And I'm actively learning about what it means to pause. Sometimes I feel guilty. Maybe you feel the same way. If you if there's a pause in your day, you feel like maybe you're not productive. Or if you get sick with COVID for two weeks, you feel really held back. Like, 
ultimately, what are we racing against? And that's how I want to help you reframe the situation you're in. If you're in a situation similar as me, where you've got a lot of stuff going on and you feel the joy in doing all of the things, but sometimes you got to take a pause and pull back a little bit and say, what am I doing all of this for? Especially if you're feeling like you're running out of gas. And I felt like this when I had gone through one of my coaching programs, uh, I had a mentor who really pushed me through my business and helped me accelerate my personal growth. But I found that I was just, I didn't have the endurance to keep up, which made me feel defeated oftentimes. It made me feel actually very small and like like it wasn't a good it wasn't a good design for me to function in that way to constantly be hyper focused on the one thing it just burned me out and i just didn't enjoy what i was doing anymore and so i i mentally checked out for a solid 6 months of this program this was a year long program and i'm grateful for the experience because i met so many awesome people who helped elevate me and i get to share their wins with them like what a privilege that was but i also found myself kind of getting dragged through it because it did feel like everybody was far ahead of me and we often talk about not trying to compare yourself to anybody else but it's it is hard to do because if you're surrounded by giants in the field of work that you're in and you're just trying to catch your breath but they're constantly moving it it, it can make you feel kind of held back so i share that because i want you to understand that we are not linear people. We are not defined by our profession. And it's too common that we kind of get sucked into this mentality, especially if we go to professional conferences or we're in an environment where, you know, the only thing people talk about are the papers that they published or the talking gigs that they secured, you know, all of these things that are really, really cool, but that is their own journey. It's not necessarily ours. You know, it's not yours. It's not mine. We have to create our own journey and we have to do it at our own pace. Like if you're running a mile too hard, you probably won't run for the next six months because like you burned yourself out. You didn't prepare yourself. You didn't take those small steps to make incremental, meaningful change. Instead, you just went straight to the marathon. And that is a really poor way to go. You, you need to condition to get to that point. And I think that's kind of where I was, you know, not too long ago where I jumped in this group of people and I had a really hard time keeping up. So I want to make sure that as I create my coaching program, you know, it's small on purpose because it's going to evolve the technology we use to advance our business, to scale up, to make more profits and things. Those things will change with time and I want to stay up to date with that. But also it's going to be okay. If you find yourself kind of being dragged behind, Take a pause and look at what is a little bit more reasonable. You know, we're not racing to go to the Olympics. We're not racing to get to some social stature by doing all of these things, especially if it doesn't bring you joy in doing them. Or especially if you're looking at other people and you're comparing yourself to them, you know, their chapter 20 journey and you're on chapter two, that, that's not helpful for you at all. So instead, I want you to, number one, just be okay with who you are. You are exactly who you're supposed to be, and it's perfect. The world needs that gift that you have. Number two, we're not linear. You don't have to do the one thing the same as somebody else. Life comes up, 
your pace is different, expectations and goals, you know, those are all variables that can affect how you approach things. And that's okay. And you should embrace that. You know, if you go through a period where maybe you had a really bad breakup or you lost a job or something really dramatic happened in your life that was really out of your control, make sure you just give proper grace to the phase of life that you're in. This is life. It's not going to be linear. And the last thing I really want to offer you is just giving you space to be okay with where you're at. Because we are all trying to rush to go somewhere, but what's the point of getting there if we don't have anyone to celebrate with or if we never enjoy the journey that got us to get there? I don't even know if that was a properly held English sentence, but you know what I'm saying? What's the point of getting to the end point if none of the 10, 20 years of experiences was not joyful or fun or it didn't expand us, it didn't give us a way to grow in a meaningful way? Like, what's the point? What's the point of making a million dollars if none of it was fun, <laughs> right? I want to make money in a fun way and I want to do it my way. And I'm showing up on the podcast week after week showing you, you can do whatever you want. You just have to decide that you want it and then decide to have the discipline to get there. And if you happen to have multiple passions, just know that if you are divided in multiple areas, then your pace is going to be, you know, a little bit different than if you were to focus on the one thing and then you hit the target and then you move on to the next thing. And that's okay. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just letting you know, like you have permission to do whatever you need to do to experience this life and make it meaningful. So going back to the individual who has a bunch of passions, has a bunch of projects that are uncompleted, and you're just living life, that's awesome. To be able to just be okay with where you're at and not having to hit your goal every single time, like every single week or every single quarter, that's okay. We need to be flexible with how we get to the end. And what is the end, ultimately? Your deathbed? I hope that's not the end. You know, I hope retirement's not the end that you're looking forward to. But rather just be okay with where you're at, be okay with who you are, be okay with the pace that you have to go to not burn out. So that was a chapter out of my mental journal that I'm just kind of spilling out here into your ear. So I appreciate that you're here and listening to me talk about what it means to be a business owner and how sometimes, you know, it's not linear and that's totally okay. So if you need help with certain things in your business, you need some accountability, you need some direction, you need some discipline. That's what my group coaching program is for. It's really easy to kind of get trapped in your own mind and not see clarity. So sometimes you got to rely on somebody else to help direct you. And that's what we're here for. So join our group. We are a supportive bunch. And I hope that you take this invitation and join us on the other side. That's all I've got for today. I appreciate you so very much and I'll check in with you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe so more people like you can have access to another way of practicing medicine, the direct care way. Let's connect. Find my info in the show notes and send me your questions. It might be the topic for future episodes. And lastly, if you remember nothing else, remember this. Be the energy you want to attract. See you next time.